It's really good to have you join us on your very delightful weekend talk show, NASCO Moments Radio Show. It comes your way every Saturday at this hour. Do you know where your children are this very moment? Education is seen as the golden ticket to a better life. It does not only enable individuals to acquire knowledge, skills, values and beliefs, but is the stepping stone to climbing the social ladder. However, for various reasons, many young individuals do not take advantage of this golden ticket and acquire it at the perfect age. While some people decide to pursue education at advanced ages, others remain illiterate throughout their lives. Yet there are other people who, after attaining very high educational qualifications, still go back to school in their old age. Today, all over the world, the demographics in educational institutions are fast changing with more people in their old age returning to the classroom for one program or the other. There is a plethora of research showing a correlation between educational attainment and quality of life. The common understanding is that education is no longer a privilege, but rather a right and a necessary resource. Could this be the reason more and more people are returning to the classroom in their old age? Is there a limit to aid in the acquisition of education? What are some of the special educational programs people can pursue in their old age and what are the likely challenges in taking such a decision? On your favorite NASCO Moments radio show this Saturday, we will be focusing on exploiting the benefits of education at old age. Joining us in the conversation is Professor Namdi Aduba, a law teacher at the Faculty of Law, University of Jos. I am Hudun Gyang. Please stay tuned. Mama Shakara, eh? this year she be still the shine on. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you not the chop and do. And it good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Professor Dubai, it's very good to have you on the NASCO Moment Show today. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay. So why should a person acquire education at all? Let's start from there. Well, from like from your introduction already, if you are educated, possibilities are that the quality of your life will not improved. Social standing in the society will be enhanced, and um, longevity. Now people are finding out that uh, you can actually live longer if you have the information that is necessary. And now we say information is power. How do you get this information? Is by going to school. So the school offers you a resource, a base from where you can tap and make a good difference. And now life expectancy has improved significantly. So people who never had the advantage in their earlier lives could. Learning is a continuous process, it never ends. Okay. So where does the age limit in the acquisition of education begin? And end. Well, ordinarily, as I said, it shouldn't begin at any place, it shouldn't end at any place. Once, I think studies have even shown that if you stimulate the brain, it even helps you. You know, there are some illness like uh, 
dementia that comes at old age. And people have found out that if you have been making use of your brain, their chances of having dementia is significantly reduced. But you know in a developing country, not everybody, for instance, you see the university, they now insist you must be either 18 or 21 before you enter. What of the exit point? There's hardly any exit point. When actually the universities you have are not enough for the young people. No exit point. But there are programs that don't, uh, age is not taken into consideration. For instance, when you run the, the open university, the national open university system, which is a new thing, open university is new. At a time, point in time, we had evening law classes for matured workers who ordinarily cannot have law education. So you go there, instead of the three years for full time, they do it at a part time, evening, five years. Okay? Now also they are introducing a long distance courses, correspondence courses where you, you study at will. Yes. So there are many possibilities. So yes, why do are. some people decide to acquire education in their old age? Well, you see, there is some fascination. I'm a lawyer by profession. There are people who have fascination that you are not fulfilled. I have had the opportunity of teaching a lot of uh, law students at old age. Rogers, Ablaya um, Damo, quite a lot. Even now, that is my friend. Quite a lot of people feel their lives are not satisfied until they read a particular course. You know, there's something mystical about lawyers. So we say, let's know what these people are up to. To give you satisfaction, I have somebody who is currently a dean of um, Madonna University in Anambra State. He has a PhD in medicine. He's so fascinated about law. He came. Now in the University of Georgia, we have a professor of pharmacy who is in 511 in law. And I was asking him, my prof, what's your business? What do you... He said, you see, I like this law. So there are some feeling of, you feel you are not fulfilled. Personally, on my own, if I had passed mathematics and physics, I'm actually fascinated with medicine. It's medicine actually I wanted to read, not law. So if there is opportunity now for me to read medicine, I know, but since I couldn't get through mathematics, it was still be an obstacle for me. But that's something I've always treasured. So for some people, they feel that there are causes, okay, like now, evangelism, religion. People are getting fascinated by religion. And before you start causing confusion with people, common sense suggests that you go to school, go to a seminary, get properly trained so that when you are delivering, you improve on your delivery, quality, better understanding, and a more fulfilling life. Okay. So what are some of the ingredients that define the acquisition of education? You know, ordinarily, people have evidence or certificates to show that they have. But when you are talking with somebody who is educated, has a broader worldview. Some people are educated actually, but they don't have a broader worldview. And I think certificates to a large extent is a defining education in a very restricted sense because you may be traveling is education. Traveling is education. Chatting with people, going out, mixing is just your ability to 
what education does to you actually is that it allows you to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Okay, you are better at analyzing issues, knowing that nobody knows all, appreciating that you see, I could be wrong. There is a possibility that this thing I hold so dearly could actually be wrong. And then not being dogmatic. You know, like when it comes to religious issues, some people are so dogmatic. They don't have opportunity to say, hey, like some Christians or some Muslims. If you say every person must believe in Jesus Christ, otherwise you go to hell. Now, half of the world are not Christians. Are they all going to go to hell? That's why simply, no. You know, education allows you to know that there are Buddhists, there are Muslims, there are other groups. So when you are asserting about issues, you'll be a little bit circumspect okay. that this is what I believe in. You may believe in something else. Then we have a common ground whereby we are all human beings. We will allow our differences. But for the general good, we respect ourselves. All right. It's an interesting discussion, and I'm sure you'll want to stay tuned for more. This is the Nasco Moments radio show. We'll be back after this break. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. Nasco Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back. This is Nasco Moment Show on radio. Our guest today is Professor Namdi Aduba, a law teacher at the Faculty of Law, University of Jos. We are discussing exploiting the benefits of education at old age. Now, sir, are there special schools designed for old people who are uh, deciding to go back to school? And if there are, where are they located? Well, 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 as I told you earlier on, I don't think there's anyone they say it is specifically for old people. But in Nigeria now, the Open University is there. Uh, Wapasanjo just graduated at a PhD recently in one of them. We have long-distance courses from other places. And, um, yeah, we've tried it in law. We did evening law courses. It's now been abolished. And um, online courses, I think that is the general things that is uh, on now. So people can really acquire education online. Uh-huh. That's a very good way of, uh, of uh, meeting up with uh, the current, uh, current uh, technology. Okay. Uh, what concessions, if any, are usually given to this category of people in the admission process? When we had it, actually, when we had it in University of Jaws, what we used to do is that third of the class, we say they must be workers, then the remaining for younger people. Okay? You can extend the courses for them. If it's three years, let them do four years. Okay? We call it matured students. There's actually a university in the United Kingdom where they even compress the years for a matured student who has gotten a degree, a law degree that takes for three years, they go there for two years, uninterrupted two years. So you give them concession because they are not young people. They are experienced in various areas. So they know what they are looking for. Some are very, very comfortable. So And then when they concentrate, you know, they are not children. 
And they are determined, you know, when you see the experiences we have in the university, you find a lot of undergraduates who don't even know why they are there. You ask them, why are you here? They say, daddy said you come to the university. He doesn't know that there is, he ought to be in the university. All right. Um, so how should a person prepare for these programs? Well, it depends on what you want to do with yourself. I always insist as a lawyer. You need a lot of information as a lawyer. One, to tidy your affairs. One that is so important, will, writing of a will. See, when you are a lawyer, when you have acquired the skill of law, you will know the dangers you cause to people when you die. You see, people have children all over the place. You don't cut out for them. Tell all sorts of lies. There's a way you want to sort out your business when you die. When you read law, you know the limitations. There is this cantankerous attitude of a lot of members of the public. Oh, every little thing they want to go to court. Every little thing they want to go to court. When you are really a lawyer, you will know that there is what they call alternative dispute resolution mechanism. Whereby you don't have to go to court. Court processes are long and very expensive. Mediation, there are other ways of handling disputes apart from going to court. But you see, the impression in the mind of the ordinary person is, let's go to court. Okay, so when you learn at old age, you start appreciating the consequences of your action. I teach family law, and I tell people, if you are matured enough, you know that sleeping with a girl, yeah, very pleasurable. But what of the consequences? What of the consequences? You have a child, do you want to bring a child to this world that will be miserable? You see, these are the things that old age, maturity, you force you when you have the knowledge to know, look, how can you bring forward somebody say, I'm illegitimate? How can a child be regarded as illegitimate? How can I be the cause of this problem? You know, it's easy. My wife has an NGO with handling young girls that get pregnant in the university and the rest of them. And you say, at the initial stage, they don't know the consequences. But as you go on, you see that is a stigma on you. And you as a young boy, is it in your own interest? How will you feel that you brought somebody to this world and you are nowhere to be seen? Like you now see all sorts of delinquent behaviors we see all over the place. You will never appreciate the function of a family until you see those who don't have mother, they don't have any guidance. Now you ask yourself, am I responsible for this? Shouldn't I be matured before I marry? Is it the number of children that matter or the quality of the children? So you see, these are the things that age forces you. When I was teaching part-time students, when I finished telling them about marriage, act marriage and the benefits of having a small family. Somebody said that, Prof, I wasn't a professor then. Look, if you had told me this thing, I wouldn't have nine children or eight children. But at least now you know. You can now tell your children, listen, it is not the number. It is the quality of the children. So you see, these are the things, especially for a third world country like us, these are the things that knowledge, even if you didn't get it at a younger age, at old age, because you see, we are patriarchal society. People still go to their parents for advice. Like one of my friends, a girl, for instance, was telling me how the father, oh, you are a girl, you are a girl. Always emphasizing that you are a girl. And he said, no, it doesn't matter. I'm educated. 
I'll find educated than yourself. Okay. So you see, when you are educated, it gives you opportunity to know that it is not age that is equivalent to knowledge. It's the information at their disposal. Okay, based on what you said, is it right to say that there's actually no perfect age then to go to school? No perfect I was taught by 80 year old. Okay. There is no perfect age. Yet. That's yes. an interesting thing to find out today. We still have more to discuss on this show. Please stay with us. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. This is the NASCO Moment Show on radio. We have been discussing exploiting the benefits of education at old age. And our guest, Professor Namdi Aduba, a law teacher at the Faculty of Law, University of Joss, has been giving us insights into the topic. Now, for older people going to school, what are the challenges that they encounter while uh, pursuing education at that age? Yeah. One, finance. Some, they feel ashamed, if especially they are with other younger people in the class. But you see, one of the things education allows you is that you know you, you, you have to humble yourself. Humility is one of the hallmarks of education. Okay? Then memory lapses. They are there. They are not as young as other people. But I have seen determined old men it's just a question of determination. It's the willpower. Why are you in school? Like I told you, most of my students, I find a lot of difficulty. Why do you want to read law? They don't know why they are reading law. So you see, when an old man goes to school, there's one district here that is in my class. He's not the best of the students. But you see, imagine when he's telling people in his village, go to school. And they know Baba himself is in school. And one of the greatest problems we have now is that people say, do what I do, do what I say, not what I do. See, you will be a better role model as an elderly person. You are telling somebody, go to school. He sees you in school. That elderly man in our class, I appreciated him so much, in fact, I have deliberately gone out of my way to assist him. Because, you see, when you find out your village head is a student in school, tell me why you will not go to this school. You will go to the school. So, this question of mentoring, being a role model, even for your own children, how do you encode? Like now, I read. If my son wakes up in the morning and he sees his father reading, so why won't you read? You see, so it's no question of go and read, and you are not reading. You see, daddy, everybody is reading in this house. Your mother is reading, your father is reading. There is no escape route. The only escape route is go to farm. And farm work is very laborious. So it's not easy to tell somebody to go to a farm, okay? So it's easy, by example, you are a reservoir of knowledge, people, you are a reference point. So when you are educated and when people see you, trying to acquire that education, it's, it's, I think that is the best example for the young people. Actually, instead of preaching and preaching, let them see you 
do actually what we are preaching. Okay, so apart from memory lapses and uh, financial issues, issues yes, are there any issues. other challenges that they face? Well, I told you self-esteem, you went too late, and the rest of them. Otherwise, like every other person who is in school, is 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 a new thing. Is a new. You see, why I like them is that this one you are not forced to. For the young people, some of them are forced to go to school. This time around, you are not forced to. So it's something you brought to yourself. And most cases, they are very punctual. They take all the advantages because they now know why. You know, recently I was telling my, 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 my son that when we were in school many years ago, you know, they were teaching us Latin, French, um, uh, fine art and the rest. And we found out, what are you doing with French? Latin is an old language. It's now that I knew that is actually basis of sound education. You should learn French. You should learn Latin. Draw music. These are so important in our life. But it's because we were young people, we felt we were being overburdened by these courses. But you see, for an educated person now, now I pay for my children to go for French classes because we are in the international world. You need an alternative language to English. Okay. How can government and non-governmental bodies assist uh, this kind of education so that we can have more people participating? You see, Nigeria has not been looking with the quality of leadership we have. Is it the leaders we have, like I use my normal language, have been very, very hopeless. You see, when you have people knowledge, when you have knowledge, it solves sea header farmers' clashes. See the fundamentalism in religion. If we were educated, we would be having this type of problem. Well, it, 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 it reduces a lot of problems for any government. And that's why I tell them about the, the, the Southwest. All this religious fundamentalism you see is in the northern part of the country. But when you go to the Southwest, go to I just came back from, from Ocean State. You go there, you see a mosque, then you see a church. You can't see this religious extremism there. They know at the end of the day is one God. Everybody is worshipping. There is no God that is superior to the other God. The tolerance is there so that you can have development. What do you have in the whole of the north? The whole of the northeast now. Everybody is running helter skelter. And check. It's a question of when the southwest was spending 33% on education like now. Do you know Oshun State? Before the federal government decided to feed pupils in primary school, Oshun State was feeding them. What were they doing in the north? So when you look at all indices of development, you can see that the north is a burden on everybody. And it's simply because of the level of ignorance. See, the girl child is there. See, the children, no care for the children. How much do they spend on education? Little or nothing on education. And they go roaming around wanting to rule people. And this is what is disgusting. So really, education is the key. Because in, in a modern society, we can't all be the same. And the sooner people learn that we can't be this, the better. Because otherwise, we are engaging in mutual self-destruction. That's what we are going for. Okay, so government and non-governmental bodies certainly have a lot more uh, to do. Uh, so what are your final words as we conclude this conversation, especially for older people who might have wanted to go back to school but felt ashamed? I think there is nothing to be ashamed of. 
I am still learning. Even next year I will have been here. 20 years as a professor. I still learn. I just came back from a meeting this Yaga NGO for electioneering. I'm, I'm a board member there. I still learn from these young people. There is a lot. Nothing should make anybody ashamed of learning. Anytime, like my Igbo people will say, anytime you wake up, it is your own morning. Okay? So, why should you be, be ashamed of, of learning? What you should be ashamed of is your ignorance. That what should be. What should be? should be ashamed that now you have retired, you are not doing anything, you now have opportunity to improve yourself and you have refused to. That is what should be shame. And if you eventually go whether to hell or heaven, you are going to be asked, why did you not improve yourself when you had the opportunity? All right. Very interesting and wise words. And here we have to end a NASCO moment. I've been speaking with Professor Namde Aduba, a law teacher at the Faculty of Law, University of Jos, who has been sharing his thoughts on exploiting the benefits of education at old age. I sincerely hope you will consider going back to school, even in your old age. Professor, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Okay. As we end the show, we'd like to urge you to visit www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or follow the program on the Twitter handle at NASCO group. You can freely send your feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moment show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Our NASCO Moments trivia question segment is here. Today we want to know which event in 2002 was the trigger for rioting in Kaduna that left over 200 dead and 1,000 wounded? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Include your name and location, please. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producer, Harun Audu. Research and Content Development, George Palm, Surano Megadi, and Harun Audu. Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Surano Megadi, and Malau Silvanus. My name is Hudun Gyan. Thank you for listening.